Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Today's episode will appeal to all you Star Trek fans out there, young and old alike. Equally, of course, if you're not a Star Trek fan or if somehow you've managed to never, ever watch Star Trek, there is lots to take away from today's episode. The challenge, however, might be for you Star Trek fans to acknowledge that Spock should have always been the captain and not Kirk. I'll explain why in today's episode on the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the motivation, the inspiration, but above all else, as always, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget, subscribe and never miss an episode. Today's episode follows on directly from episode 262 when we were looking at who was the boss, you or your unconscious Today we're going to continue some of those themes when we're looking at why Spock should have been captain of the Starship Enterprise and not Captain Kirk. I know it can be almost inconceivable to imagine that that could possibly be true. But here's why. Spock was super intelligent, incredibly smart, really knew his game. He was also unencumbered by his emotions. And this was always portrayed throughout Star Trek, from literally the first episode all the way through to the last film, that somehow this was a deficit in him, that somehow he was less than a human being because humans had this incredible ability to have emotion. And it was exemplified with his non-stop battle and bickering and back and forth with Dr. McCoy, Bones as he was known. Bones was incredibly emotional, hyperhuman in that sense and he used to get so infuriated with Spock because Spock was all logical and he was always working off the science and the numbers and the statistics and somehow as I keep saying somehow this meant that Spock was lesser a person than a human being. Captain Kirk infamously driven by his emotional responses lust seemed to be his primary predominant driver during the TV series but he was always full of you know, anger or rage or he was intensely out there to win and to battle and to incredibly human experience. And again, we were always showing this reflection between Spock and between Kirk and between McCoy and Spock that somehow these emotions were great and being a human being was so incredible because we had these incredible technicolor emotional responses. And the truth of the matter is, yeah, you know what? I mean, emotions are what bring life to life. Sometimes I refer to emotions being the thing that makes 3D 4D, you know, takes a three-dimensional world around us and makes it four dimensions. Our emotions are the color that we paint the world in. You know, a mug is a mug. It's a three-dimensional utilitarian object that contains hot liquids. But if it was given to you by your mum, it might have great sentimental value. If it came from a holiday or it has some other meaning to it, to you personally, it's so much more valuable than just a mug. If you like, what you've got is the three dimensions of the mug being painted and brought to life by your emotional interaction with that mug. And of course, that does give us as human beings an incredible capacity to interact with this wondrous, incredible world around us in this like four dimensions, if you want to call it that. 
However, none of this takes away from the fact that Spock should always have been in charge of the Enterprise. And if you were a passenger on the Enterprise, you would want it too. When I'm on an aircraft going on a holiday, I'm not sitting in the passenger seat thinking, I hope the most intense human being is at the helm of this aircraft. I'm not sitting there thinking, I hope the person flying this aircraft puts one person above all else on this aircraft. That if one person is in danger, they'll risk everybody else on this airplane in order to save that one person. I'm going to admit it, I'm a little bit selfish like that. I'm thinking, hey, it's just one person. There's 300 others on here that need you right now. And again, you know, I know it made great TV and maybe I'm even going to be upsetting the Star Trek fans and maybe I'm upsetting you as a human being by even daring to challenge the fact that those emotional responses that were really revered in Star Trek were actually the emotional responses of someone that was a little bit out of control. Why? Because, well, as I said on episode 262, you've got the conscious part of yourself and then you've got the subconscious part of yourself. And the subconscious is what fires off your emotional responses And your conscious self, your problem-solving self, your cognitive self is the one that can do all the problem-solving and be creative and look into the future, reference the past, can look at all the information, weigh it up and make the best possible judgment. The unconscious is a little bit of an hysterical lunatic. It's driven by emotions. Fear has the intelligence of about an 18-month to two-year-old. All of other emotional responses actually have the intelligence of, you know, four, five, maybe up to six, maybe at a push, seven years old. So actually, our unconscious is driving us and manipulating us and dictating what we do, what we don't do, how we act, react and interact with the world around us. But it's doing it based on these emotional chemical responses that manipulate us to take certain behavior, to feel certain things in order to get a prescribed outcome. However, it's being driven by an 18-month-year-old, two-year-old, four, five, six, maybe a seven-year-old. Whereas actually our problem-solving brain, the, the one that's able to look at things and cognitively work out what the best way forward is, that's the smartest part of who we are. Now, the truth of the matter is, Kirk is the unconscious, the subconscious. Kirk is the emotional child. It's the one that says, no, we must save that one person at all cost. That is not good leadership. That's a terrible strategy. I don't know how many people in the Enterprise. If you're an absolute Star Trek buff, you'll probably know. I'm guessing it was like 1,000, 2,000, maybe more kind of people. It's crazy to put 2,000 people at risk for one person. And again, it was painted in Star Trek as somehow that was the human thing to do. That somehow the needs of the one outweigh the needs of the many. This was a theme that was repeated over and over again through the films, the TV series. That somehow the human response was to risk the many for the one. Well, the truth of the matter is, I'm telling you now, if you're an army general, if you're a captain of a ship, if you're a captain of an airline, I promise you they don't think like this. I promise you that if there's someone having a heart attack on board, yeah, 100%, the captain, the pilot is going to work out how can they do the best by that single passenger. They are definitely not going to put the other 299 passengers at risk in order to save that single passenger. If you're an army general, or let's say you're a captain of an aircraft carrier, you're not going to risk the 5,000 people on board to save a single human being. These are the tough decisions that leaders have to make in these circumstances, in these situations. 
So whilst it made for great TV and whilst it was an interesting motif to keep going backwards and forwards between the inhumanity, if you like, of Spock and the humanity of Dr. McCoy and Kirk, the truth of the matter is Dr. McCoy epitomised this, by the way. Every time he got emotional, he was like a ranting child. Kirk was not thinking logically, wasn't thinking things through. He was like, no, we must react and act on how I feel. And how I feel is outraged. Or how I feel is we must protect this person, must save this person at all cost. This is not sane thinking. Spock weighed it all up. Spock would say, Captain, this is illogical. It makes more sense to do the X, Y, Z. And then the other two would shout at him and rant at him and put him down because he's just an unemotional Vulcan, some kind of second-rate citizen because he's not being driven by these crazy, insane emotions that us human beings have. So I'm going to say it. It's the title of this one, and I absolutely stand by it. Kirk should never have been in charge of Starship Enterprise. He was reckless He blew up more Starship Enterprises, I'm sure, than anybody else in the entire fleet. And yes, I get it. When you look at the films, that same passion and that drive is also what saved humanity over and over again. But the truth of the matter is, if you are in control of something like the Starship Enterprise, you want to be looking at everything from a really pragmatic way. You want to weigh everything up and take the action that gives the best result Overall, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. And it's completely counterintuitive from everything that Star Trek shares with us. But you get it, right? Ten minutes into this episode, you already get it. This is really important. And how it relates to us is exactly the same as how it related to Captain Kirk and Spock. And it's really simple. Spock would have blown up and destroyed far less enterprises than Kirk did. And if you want to take your business, your Starship Enterprise, and you want to take it to the skies, I'm going to try and push this metaphor as far as I possibly can. But if you want to take to the skies and send it out to the stars, you want to make sure that you can trust the person behind the wheel. You want to trust the person up there on the bridge making the decisions. You want to make sure that you are thinking clearly, logically, weighing everything up and making the best decisions you can based on all available information and data and not just running around like a crazy emotional child because you know, you're lusting after this particular woman. Many an episode were driven by Kirk's lust. Many an episode were driven by a revenge or, you know, justice. All these things which are virtuous, okay? I'm not saying they're not, and they certainly make life colourful, but they're not what should be driving your decisions, your actions, driving your behaviours, and therefore, obviously, deriving the results that you get from those. So how do we apply this to our own life? We want to make sure that we're keeping our emotions in check, that we embrace our emotions. We don't push them down. We don't squash them. We don't see them as a bad thing. I'm not saying that Spock was any better of a person because he had no emotions than Kirk. I'm just saying that they probably should have reversed their roles. You know, Kirk was a great leader in many ways. I'm not saying he should have been the T-boy. I'm just saying that fundamentally, we would all be better off if Spock was in charge How this relates to you is you have both a Kirk and a Spock inside you. There is a logical person inside your head, the one that knows what the right thing to do is, the one that knows the right strategy, the one that knows what's good for you and what's right for you. And then there's a Kirk. There's an emotional side to you, the one that resists the logic, that resists the actions that you want to take. 
You know that you need to get on the phone and do more sales. You need to get out and knock on more doors. And then the emotional part of who you are says, oh, you know what? But that's scary. That's fearful. We're going to get judged. Not the Kirk ever worried about those things. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the Kirk side of us, the emotional side of us has all these fears and these doubts, but it also has all these passions and has all this rage and revenge and all these other things going on. And whilst these emotions are not wrong or bad in any way, shape or form, they're not constructive in leading your life and your business where you want to get it to. They're the emotion. They're the charge. Kirk would have made a brilliant number two. So, for example, Spock was not very charismatic. Spock did not particularly instill a great degree of, you know, inspiration in people. People trusted him, but he didn't really inspire people. So Spock would have made a decision based on all of the factors. It would have been exactly the right decision to make. And then what would have happened is Kirk would have gone out and he would have been the one to sell it to the rest of the ship, sell it to the troops. He'd be the one that put the passion and the energy behind that direction, behind that decision. And this is how we want to be as well. We want to make our decisions from a calm place, a non-emotional place. We want to make the right decisions for us and our business based on the information that we have, the best information that we have. And we make a logical decision and choice based on those facts and based on that data, what we know to be the right thing for us, then we need our number two, our emotional unconscious to then step up, get behind those decisions and then start to create action and start to create real momentum behind that decision. How this plays out in real life, how you can capture this is you need to make sure that you're not reacting to the world in an emotional way. So always be thinking, am I being Spock or am I being Kirk? Am I just reacting to what's going on out there and freaking out or acting and then going all in on something? Am I attacking something, fighting something? Am I purely being driven on my passion? Am I purely being driven by what's fun or what's joyful? These obviously are not bad experiences. They're just not necessarily the experiences that we should be using to determine the best course for our life. What we want to do is say, right, okay, this is making me angry, this is pissing me off, or this is bringing me great joy, or this is really stirring me up with excitement. I'm not going to ignore those emotions. However, just because I'm feeling one way or the other doesn't mean that's going to be the decision that I'm going to take. Just because I'm scared doesn't mean I'm not going to do something. And just because I'm excited doesn't mean I am going to do something. I'm going to take the input. You know, if Kirk was my number two, I would listen to him. I would take on board how he feels about things, if I trust him especially. But fundamentally, I'm going to make the decision that's right for both of us based on the information that I have to hand and the knowing and the wisdom and the intelligence and the intellect that I have to know what is the right course of action for myself, for my life and for my business and therefore everyone on my ship that is also part of that journey with me. Then I engage that emotional part of myself because that's what's going to create the drive. Now, if you have a disconnect between the emotional part of yourself and the logical part of yourself, between the subconscious and your conscious, you'll do all the problem solving, you'll come up with the right strategy to move forward with, and then you'll emotionally be uninspired by it, and you'll lack the emotion that you need in order to drive the action, in order to see it through, and to gain that result. So you need to make sure that once you know what the right thing to do is, if you're not feeling it for 
want of a better phrase, if you're not feeling a decision that you're making, you need to inspire that part of yourself. So again, Kirk would need to be inspired by Spock's decision. If Kirk wasn't inspired by Captain Spock's decision, Captain Spock's responsibility is to explain it in a way that inspires Kirk so that Kirk gets emotional about it and then Kirk goes off and drives the action. In ourselves, we make the choice. If we're not happy with that choice or we're just not feeling that choice, we need to go and investigate why we're not fully on board. We then need to win ourselves over in this course of action. We need to feel inspired, motivated, excited, and passionate. We want that emotion now because that's the emotion that's going to drive massive, powerful action. If we don't have purpose and we don't have passion and we don't have that joy or that sense of meaning behind what we're doing, or just excitement even, we're going to lack the necessary fuel in order to drive the actions that we need to, to support the direction and the decisions that we've already made. So in your own life, you want to be less subservient to your emotions and you want your emotions to be more subservient to you. So you are actually, believe it or not, Spock. The part of you that problem solves, the part of you that strategically thinks about your life, the part of you that inherently knows what the right thing to do is, the best thing, the overall best thing, without looking at one aspect of it or one small part of it, you know what the right thing is and the right direction to take. And Kirk is your subconscious. Kirk is the unconscious response and reactions to the world around you. It's the 18-month-year-old child when it's acting out of fear or anger or rage. It's the four, five, six, maybe seven-year-old when it's acting out of passion and excitement and lust. We want to make sure that we are putting that energy into the right course of action. For most of us, and if you go back and listen to episode 262, for most of us, the unconscious is the boss. The unconscious is what's driving our life forward. Our unconscious responses to the external world, are creating these emotions inside of us. These emotions are our awareness of the chemistry set that's firing off inside of us, that chemistry set which has evolved over millions of years to direct us into taking certain actions and in interacting in certain ways and reacting in certain ways in order to get a prescribed result that the unconscious has learned is safe for it, but which aren't always the best thing for us. Sometimes the safe option is not the right option. Sometimes the exciting option is not the right option. Sometimes we shouldn't follow our lust. We can find ourselves in all kinds of problems if we do. Sometimes it's the boring thing that's the right thing. Sometimes it's the uncomfortable thing that's the right thing. Sometimes it's doing the thing that doesn't inspire us that's actually the right thing. But if you don't win over the subconscious, if you don't win over those unconscious responses, those emotional responses within yourself, then you'll be full of great ideas, but you'll never follow them through. And this is why so many people know they should be pushing sales harder, but don't do more sales because the emotional side of who they are, their Kirk, is not on board with that decision. Most people want to lose weight. They want to get healthier. They want to live a better, more fulfilling life. They want to have a better relationship. They want to be calmer, happier, more creative. And yet they still find themselves continually going down different paths and taking different action and reacting to the world in different ways that actually takes them away from what it is that they truly want out of life. That's because only one part of them is bought into that direction. The one part of you that wants to be healthier 
is being potentially outweighed by that emotional side of yourself that wants to sit in front of a TV and eat hagen all day long. The person that wants to grow your business, the one that knows the right strategy for growing your business, might be shouted down by the emotional part of who you are that just wants an easy life or just wants to chill out or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not saying that Spock is better than Kirk. I'm not saying that Kirk is better than Spock. I'm just saying which one should have been captain and which one should have been number two. Spock should have made the decisions Kirk should have actioned those decisions and Kirk should have inspired everybody else on board to follow that course of action. That way, the smartest person on the ship is in charge of the course of direction of that ship. They're in charge of the decisions that are being made on behalf of everyone else. But fundamentally, everybody else is on board emotionally to drive actions, reactions and interactions that take that decision forward to its ultimate completion, its ultimate conclusion of success. So when you're going through your life, just think, am I being Spock? Am I being Kirk? If you're trying to be strategical, if you're trying to make the best decision you can, you don't want to be Kirk. You don't want to be all hyped up and emotional one way or the other. Equally, when you're trying to drive something forward, you don't necessarily want to all be Spock because you're going to be lacking that colourful humanity, that colourful, vibrant palette of emotional responses that we have as human beings. Ultimately, of course, we want life to be emotional. We just want to make sure that our emotions are aligned with the course heading that is the right course heading for us, our life, our business, and everybody else involved with those. If you do find yourself really buzzed up, hyped up, whether that's on fear or doubt or just pure adrenaline excitement, it might do you a little bit of good just to bring a little bit of emotional stability back into your day, certainly into those decision-making elements of the day, those strategical elements of the day. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. As always, if you are interested in taking your business to the next level, don't forget, a Bigger, Brighter, Bolder, our success groups, we have groups of ambitious entrepreneurs just like you that are leveling up consistently day after day, week after week, month after month, and year after year. We've had business owners go from 100K to 200 plus grand to half a million and beyond. We've got business owners that have gone from 50K to 500K turnovers in two years. We've got business owners that have gone from 60 to 120 in less than a year. And we've got business owners that have taken their businesses from back bedrooms all the way through to multi-million pound revenue businesses. If you want to take yourself to the next level, no matter whether you're just launching your business right now, whether you're doing 20, 30, 40, maybe even 50, 60K, and you want to build your business and break that 100K in turnover mark, or if you're already doing over 100K, maybe heading up to even half a million, and you want to know what's it going to take to hit a million pound in turnover, then we have rooms of ambitious business owners just like you that are waiting to be on your journey with you. We help support business owners to create the right goals, the right vision. We help with their strategy. We help them with their business models, their pricing, their marketing. We help them with their sales and their sales strategy. And we do it collaboratively and collectively. This is not just about me being the teacher at the front of the class telling you what to do. This is about being in a room of your peers, people that have got many, many years of experience doing exactly maybe what you're about to do yourself that can support you and help you on your ongoing journey of success. If you want to find out a little bit more, please head over to bigger, brighter, bolder.com co.uk and you'll see what we're about there.
there. If you're ready for a conversation, we'd love to talk to us about how we can get you and your business to the next level. My partner in life and in business, Tracy Miller, would love to speak to you. You can contact her at Tracy with an E dot Miller at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. I'll drop those links in the descriptions of this episode as well as some links to other resources to help you continue to grow your business. I will see you next time. Until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up.